0: Hello, and thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined, as always, by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Delisle.
1: Phil, great to be with you on this fine, fine Victory Monday.
0: Yes, a Victory Monday. The Broncos uh, winners 38-10 to 10 over the Detroit Lions. And we are out here celebrating at Breckenridge Brewery's
1: Farmhouse trying to make it a farm home.
0: We're trying to make it a farm home right now. Uh, we are in Littleton, a, a suburb of the Denver metro area. It's off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane.
1: That's where it is. If We're you, here.
0: If you live uh, in the Denver metro area, come out. We're here every Monday from 6 to 7 on the dot.
1: We've never started this show after 6 p.m. No. No. no.
0: And uh, if you don't live in the area join us here on the youtube page the broncos official youtube page and uh this show eric is all about nz nation that's right leave a question and we'll answer it uh ben swanson is standing uh by right off camera feeding us the questions and if you could get past our gatekeeper you get right on the show
1: that's right i mean that guy he's enjoying himself over there
0: yes he does a great job i think he does yeah Uh, So, Eric, uh, celebrating a big win, it was an emotional day. It was. Out, out in power field at mile high. The Broncos, of course, uh, starting the game with just 10 players out on the field. uh, uh, The X position, missing in honor of Demarius Thomas. And then uh, after that, they proceeded two long drives, ending in touchdowns. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and uh, the Broncos were off and rolling.
1: Yeah, and I thought the offense in general, Phil, every criticism that people have had about this team, every critique that they've made of Pat Shermer, Teddy Bridgewater in the offense, they kind of answered it in this game. You know, it was you can't start fast. You're not sticking to the run game. You're not able to put up a ton of points. They did all three of those things, and over the course of this show, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but what's impressed me most is the last two home games, eight of eight, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They've been really good on third down, haven't made mistakes. If this offense can keep running the football the way they're doing it, as uh, Albert Okuwebunom said earlier today. Albert yeah. yeah. I like to say it once to establish Thank some precedent. Yeah. He said, when teams can't stop our running game, we're pretty much unstoppable.
0: Well, in, in December, in January, playoff football, you'd like to think that the formula to win those games is running the ball, don't turn it over, time of possession, and playing really strong defense. And, you know, uh, the Broncos are doing that right now, and they're probably playing... Their best football of
1: the season. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean if you talk about the quality opponent that they're playing, you know, because this is not no offense to the Giants and the Jaguars and the Jets, they've played a a higher caliber of opponent the last few weeks.
0: Well the Lions only have one win.
1: But the Chargers and the Chiefs, the Cowboys, I mean like they've won four of their last six. Yeah. They've beaten some decent teams during that mix. You're right that the Lions are not a great football team, but the Broncos had the second highest second best win over them. All season. Only the Eagles beat the Lions by more points than the Broncos did. So you can let bad teams hang around. You can play close games like some other teams have done the last few weeks. The Lions, since the bye-fill, they lost two games by less than three points. They tied one, and they beat a Minnesota team that played a really good game, really good half, I guess, against the Steelers. So the fact that the Broncos came out, this was not close after halftime. They dominated the game. And they're playing good defense, good offense. It's, it suggests to me they're going to be right in the mix.
0: And I really liked uh, uh, the mental toughness from this Broncos team because last week it was a hard week, Eric. Yeah, I mean, was. earlier in the week it was let's try and get over this loss to the Chiefs. You know, that was what was going on at the beginning of last week. At the end of the week, of course, uh, hearing about DT's passing, for them to really rally together and play the way that they did, that showed a lot of mental toughness, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine even three or four days ago picturing that this could have happened. Yeah. You know, it, it was something that came out of nowhere. And we talked to Justin Simmons, and he said it's difficult because you want to play for Demarius Thomas, but you also know that the Lions are not going to lay down, the teams you play the rest of the way are yeah. not going to lay down, and so you still have to go out there and play good football. But to, to compartmentalize the way they did where you're honoring Demarius Thomas but you're still ready to play a football game, just incredibly difficult. That must be to do. And the the fact that they did it is really impressive. To win the way they did was impressive because I wouldn't have faulted anybody if they came out and they weren't quite mentally checked in or or this was a game that you had to struggle to win because of the emotions. And the fact that you were able to to win the way you did speaks to, I think, the leaders in the locker room. I think it speaks to the coaching staff being able to get these guys ready to go. Yeah. And I do think a little bit it speaks to, you know, Cortland Sutton said this, Tim Patrick, Justin – How much they wanted to honor Demarius. Yeah.
0: And, you know, Eric, uh, last week when we recorded our Thursday podcast, uh, of course it was before we heard about DT, but one of the things we talked about was, you know, what are we going to learn about this Broncos team on Sunday against the Lions? And one of the things we talked about was, does this team really believe that they're in the playoff mix? Are they going to come out and play with an edge that says, hey, this is a must-win game. We take care of business. Everything's still in front of us. Uh... That shows that the, this Broncos team really believes that they are a playoff threat, and they certainly came out and played like that. And uh, now, sitting at 7-6, and six, they're one of five teams in the AFC tied at 7-6. and six. Currently, that's good for 10th place. But there's still a lot of football to be played. The Broncos are uh, playing the Bengals this week and then three division opponents. Eric, they're right in the middle of this thing, and we heard Bradley Chubb talk about it earlier today, it feels good to be in the mix like this.
1: It does. This is what you want yeah. every year, and it's been a long time since the Broncos have been in the mix. First time they've been over five hundred this late in the year since twenty sixteen. Obviously, in twenty eighteen, you were six and six, lost Emmanuel Sanders and Chris Harris to injury. You don't win lost again. The final four games. But the fact that you're seven and six, and not only that, you don't need help at the moment. Now, yep. certainly, some teams losing can help you and give you a little more wiggle room.
0: And that happened on Sunday. It did happen the on Bills Sunday. Bills lost
1: in overtime. The Bills the Bengals lost. Bengals lost in overtime. The Bengals lost to the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the Broncos, though, they're 10th in the standing right now. I wouldn't pay too much attention to that number okay. because if they beat the Bengals this week, depending on a couple well, of the no, other no. results, they could be in the playoff field after this week. So it, yeah. it's, right now, it's more about can you keep winning these football games? Cincinnati's a streaky team, Phil. It's possible they come out and Joe Burrow throws it around. Jamar Chase is dangerous. Joe Mixon is really good and the Broncos have struggled to stop the run. Yeah. Trey Hendrickson has a sack in nine straight games and is in top five in NFL in sacks. I mean, it's a good football team, but it's a streaky football team and so you just kinda don't know what you're gonna get. But the Broncos certainly are, are capable of beating this team, Phil, and and then you look down the road and you say, Well the Raiders have struggled here. They've I think they've lost six of seven.
0: They got blasted yesterday by the Chiefs. It might be 5 of 6. But but yeah, really they blasted is the best way blasted, to Blasted, sure yeah. They happened.
1: danced on the logo and then proceeded to get blasted.
0: What do you think about that, dancing on the logo?
1: I think um, if you're going to dance on the logo, you got to be ready for the consequences yeah. that come afterwards.
0: I think that, like, okay, it's a rivalry game. It's on.
1: But um, They took a victory lap around the stadium last year when they yes, won arrowhead. Exactly. I don't think the Chiefs needed to be reminded of that. And then you gave them another reason to be mad. Yeah. I wouldn't See, have danced on the logo. Yeah,
0: they, yeah. They, I think the Chiefs are starting to hit their stride a little bit
1: here. But the the Raiders are playing the Browns this weekend. Yeah, it's possible if the Raiders lose that they're essentially eliminated, not not technically, but bad for shape. all intents and purposes, they'd have I believe eight losses at that point, essentially eliminated. Then you go play a Chargers team that you've already beaten. That that game will be incredibly important because of tie breaks. And so, yeah, you look at this, Phil, and you need to win three of the final four. But each one that you win, that task becomes a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, it starts with the Bengals. Uh, the Broncos always talk about this 1-0 and o mentality, just trying to win the next one. I think that's probably the healthiest approach uh, right now. And this Bengals team, really good, but they've lost two in a row. Uh, Joe Burrow can really turn it on uh, when he needs to. So uh, uh, I think that this is a team not to be uh, you know, taken lightly. But I will say, Eric, and this is another thing we've talked about on this podcast a lot. It's better for the Broncos when they face strength versus strength. You know, defense. The Broncos' defense is strength versus an opposing team with uh, with their strength being the offensive side of the ball. So
1: their defense is good too. Yeah. Well, they're I mean, pretty this, good. this is a this is a talented Bengals team. It's just a young Bengals team, and yeah. so I think you still kind of benefit if you're an opponent. From some inconsistency. They lost a couple in a row before the bye. Then they got... I think they lost to the Jets earlier in the year. I, I believe so. so. Something like that. Then they got it together after the bye. Of course, you said they've lost a couple in a row now here. They lost two in a row. They lost to the Chargers. A couple, yeah. That's two. Yeah, two in a row. Yeah. that's And lost. so now you have the chance to... I think not only... You kind of can do two things. One, you beat the Bengals. You improve your playoff positioning. But I think you also prove... To the rest of the NFL, hey, that we're a serious contender. Yeah, because I think there's this notion around the league that like the Broncos are seven and six, but they've beaten some bad teams. You know, maybe they're not on. They don't get mentioned in these national articles the same way that the Chargers or the Bengals do. Like they're the fun teams. They have the young quarterbacks that are throwing the ball yeah. around. Broncos don't get mentioned in that category. If you go out and you beat the Bengals and you're eight and six, you're legit. You, you're going to prove to people that hey, we're going to be a tough out if we get in the playoffs. Most definitely. Most definitely.
0: Let's get to some questions here. Uh, Eric, what great. do you think? You know, we're broadcasting live from Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse.
1: Trying to make it a farm home.
0: We're in Littleton. It's a suburb of the Denver metro area. Yep. Okay. Off Brewery Lane. We're on uh, uh, Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. That's right. Okay. If you live in the metro area, come out and join us. Have a beer. I'm enjoying a Christmas ale
1: right now. I'm Eric. enjoying a nice I tell, India I pale they ale. they
0: call that a, a juicy
1: IPA. They do.
0: That one's very good. It's nice. But it's the season. You and know? Then, we the the then we got the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale right Ale. You're going to take these home, that's right? That's Ben
1: Swanson's beer of oh, choice. Oh, those are for Ben Swanson. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's already f- killed one of these. Yeah, there were three so.
1: yeah. Yeah, there were earlier three. in the show. Exactly.
0: But but uh, we're also live on the Broncos' YouTube page, and that's what this show is about, answering your questions. So let's get to some of them here. Bronco Batman. Ugh. Great win for DT. If the Broncos go three and one over the next games, will that be enough for the seventh playoff
1: spot? It kind of three and one. What do you think? It kind of depends who they beat.
0: You kind of just said they got to win three out of four. Well, they certainly
1: have to win three of four. Yeah, but three of four might not do it. So you can't do any worse than three of four. But you need a little help if you win three of four because you know depending on what the Browns do, the Colts, the Chargers, the Bills. There's a lot of teams that, like we mentioned, that have seven wins. And so the Broncos... That game against the Chargers is going to be really important. And this one against the Bengals. It's probably okay, actually, for your one loss. It's probably most preferable for it to come to either the Raiders or the Chiefs. Because it's unlikely you're going to have the same record as those teams. Yeah,
0: you're not going to need that head-to-head.
1: The the Bengals and the the Chargers, you You might might need that head-to-head in order to make it in. And so... You're going to need at least three wins, but it's also about who they're against.
0: You know, we're talking about okay, the playoff Broncos really playoff contenders here, Eric. We've got a lot of comments here. Peyton Jorgensen. Okay. Peyton Jorgensen is that one of your friends?
1: I don't think so. It's no. a, it could be a friend.
0: Of course, it's a friend of the show. Yeah.
1: Peyton, thanks for, thanks for your us, question.
0: Uh, it'll be tough, but we have a chance. That's you all think? you can really
1: ask for right now, right? Is you want to be in the mix, stellar. Stellar. That's Is that it? Just stellar?
0: That's just it, yeah. We have a very tough schedule, so I don't
1: know. Chiefs and Raiders, but we could pull it off. Yeah, I mean. Pull it off. I think, Phil, once you, like beating the Lions by that much, I think helps build some confidence. And you say, hey, we're we're developing an identity. No, I didn't. I said I twenty-seven, so I didn't see it coming. Yeah, you said twenty-three. I, I said twenty-three. Yeah, so you certainly didn't see it coming. And you're a guy that predicts thirty almost every week. I did. Yeah. Ye they, of little faith. There
0: was an, I was like, save some of these for next week. That's true. You know, that's what I was thinking.
1: Well, it was uh, it was a good offensive performance. Ties the high mark of the Vic Fangio era.
0: Yes, the Houston game was that. The other that's one? correct. Yeah.
1: That's the last game that the Broncos scored touchdowns on back-to-back drives to open a game. Really? Yeah, been a it long does time. Does sort of set the tone? Of course it does. I will it, say
0: though, the, when the Lions got the ball to start the second half, I was like, okay, it's still a game at that point, you know?
1: Yeah, once when you get the forced turnover. Yeah, I mean, it, once once it became twenty one ten, you feel more comfortable. But yeah. I really do think that end of half drive where the yeah. Broncos and Phil listen, we haven't seen them go hurry up very much this season.
0: No, I didn't even know they could do that. Oh. <laughs> That's in the playbook, It
1: is. A a lot of the times at the end of the first half, they're content to take it to halftime. Yeah. They've tried a couple times and it hasn't quite worked. I think back to the Ravens where they tried to get a drive going. Obviously, that's when Teddy Bridgewater suffered a concussion. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to move the ball down the field, you'd prefer them to get a chunk play so you could maybe score a touchdown. But getting it to 17-10, my concerns went down a little bit. And, of course, the fumble, you score a touchdown. The Lions make kind of a... A risky call to go for it on fourth down in their own yeah, end on it. the next possession. A Maybe a little too soon, oh, yeah, because the game I was, was that, over was after over. that.
0: Yeah, I almost tweeted that, Eric. Wow. I tend to say game over pretty early. <laughs> you know, I like to feel like that. We need sort of a concern meter. This is mm. Eric's concern meter during the game. <laughs> I, was little, going, I was a little I was a little concerned
1: that? when when the Lions scored when the Lions were driving. 14-7, and the Broncos had just gone three and out, and they're moving the yeah. ball pretty well. Before the Broncos held them to a field goal, I was a little nervous. Okay. After okay. that, when they got the next stop, I was okay.
0: We're getting a lot of questions tonight. I Good. really appreciate I, it. I did a little tweet, it's so it could of, be that. It could be the win.
1: Or it could I be the tweet. You don't it know. It could
0: be the tweet. Joe Mannix, the Broncos have to beat the Bengals or it's over.
1: Not, not nah. quite, but Phil, you know I love these stat machines. The DVOA, no, that's right. Is that what the you're talking playoff about? predictors, the New York Times, the, there the you 538, go. different things, but all kind of the same. Yeah, with a win, you the Bron- with the Broncos, with a win, the Broncos' playoff chances go up to about forty percent. With a loss, eight percent. Ooh, that
0: kind of sounds like must win to me.
1: Well, eight percent is not great. It's higher than zero, though, so it's. You see what I'm saying? But it's not good. It's no. I mean, Phil, this go is a little bit eight. crazy, but. I would suggest the Broncos win as many games as they can. That's kind of my take on That's true. Eight percent
0: eight percent like that's like the odds that this show actually gets onto YouTube. You know, with Ben Swanson running things for eight percent. Yeah. You know, when Roya's here, it's like forty percent. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? But Roya unfortunately not able to make it out today. Eight
1: percent that's what your SAT score was, right? Like in the percentiles. Oh well, I was gonna say they don't do
0: percent for the percentile. percentile. You know,
1: eighth, eighth percentile.
0: Are the Broncos eight percentile to make the playoffs? No, you said percent. I think you messed that up. I think, I think you, you dodged the up. question. Uh, the, when I took the <laughs> SATs, it was out of sixteen hundred. When you took it, it was probably they had added the. It was uh, like forty-eight hundred or something. I don't think so. I think they added just uh, to twenty-four hundred, right? Yeah. I yours,
1: yours—they just read out the question and you wrote it down like a little chalkboard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, I also had to take the ACT. Did oh, you have to take the ACT? I did yeah. take that. Yeah.
1: I, just I didn't li- I didn't like that one as much. Yeah. The science.
0: You know, it just didn't matter to me. You know, just put it in front of me and I just take care of business.
1: Yeah. You know, it was, was like one of the, those sort of my like mantra. goodwill hunting situations where they just leave the equation on the blackboard and you.
0: Yeah. It was kind of like the You're chest. You're like, this is it? You know, I looked up, I looked up, and I just saw it. Yeah, a, I've seen you pack. take those pills. <laughs> yeah. I take that before the postgame show. <laughs> Who's that <laughs> That's with? Right. That's with Bam Bam Davis. Todd Davis. Todd Davis. Nice. The one and only Todd Davis. His son stopped by uh, yesterday and was uh, oh, nice. Yeah, was on set for a little bit. It was a lot of fun. That's Todd. You let third. him host Todd the third. He would have been better than I would have
1: been. Well, I so, wasn't going to say it. Yeah, I'll see. Uh,
0: <laughs> Matthew Narbet. our defense is going to have to carry the team this week. I could say you could probably say that every week that the defense is really the strong side of the ball.
1: Well, I just, yeah, I mean, they've, I think they've allowed 17 points or fewer in seven games, and they're 7-0 in those games. That's nice. When when a team scores more than 17, I believe I saw this, I could be wrong. It's been a long day. It could so. definitely be It could wrong. be. So impossible. I want to maybe a fact check on that. Uh, but the defense, when it plays well,
0: and win. the offense
1: plays complementary football, they you win. tend to win football games. When
0: the Broncos score a lot of points and the defense doesn't let the other team score a lot of points. They that's win. the kind
1: of analysis that you're looking yeah. for.
0: That's like what Vic Fangio said after the game. He said uh, uh, the second most important stat is like uh, points allowed versus uh, points forced. Yeah. Forced? Uh, <laughs> we had this conversation earlier. I kind of forget what they're all what those,
1: I don't know where you're going forward. with this.
0: All right. But then he said the first important stat is uh, the, the, the W or the L.
1: Oh. They all kind of go, <laughs> right. go together. Those are kind of related. They all kind of go together.
0: Uh, Richard Ryan says, who's most likely to be our toughest competition for a wild card spot between the Browns, okay. Colts, and Bills, all seven and six?
1: So there's three wild card teams that should be pointed out. So you've
0: Yes. There's one team that gets the first round by. Yep. Okay, then the, the rest of the division winners. Three more
1: division winners. And then the three wild cards. Three teams. wild cards. I think the Bills are a good, the Bills or the Patriots, because the Bills are not out of that. Division race yet, and they play. Each they other play one New more England, time. not this week, but next, next week, week, I believe. The Bills are in decent shape still because while they do play the Patriots, they also play some of the kind of lower rung teams in the NFL. So they have a path to the did ten you wins. The jets, is that what you're trying uh, to say? It's just
0: oh. sounded like you were trying, trying to, to say lay jets. off. The, I'm trying to
1: lay off the Jets got a little it. bit. Okay, got it. Yeah, they play the Falcons too. That could be a little bit of a well, I tricky heard Josh tough game. Allen
0: Has a little turf toe, maybe going. Oh, so. uh oh.
1: But so I think the Bills will probably grab one of those spots. And they were
0: uh, considered one of the more elite teams at the beginning of the season. You know, so Yeah. High-powered th- offense, great defense.
1: I would say that the uh, Chargers, I know that Ooh, wasn't one of the teams that was that listed. Was not, but I think let's that's, try to answer the question. Well, I think that they're going to take one of the spots. So for the last spot, between Indianapolis, Cleveland, and Denver, all kind of jockeying for that last spot, Indianapolis concerns me the most because of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Oh, you love the schedule. They play New England this week at home. I think it's—I would guess that New England will win that football game, but okay, it'll so be close. We're
0: predicting wins now, okay?
1: Then you go to Arizona if you're the Colts. Tough That's game tough as well. Game. You've got to split one That's of those if you're the Colts. But you've got a really good run game. Maybe you're able to keep Kyler Murray off the field. Jonathan I don't Taylor, know. Jonathan Taylor, very Jonathan good. Taylor, really really very good. good. And then you play the Raiders, and I believe the final game is like the Texans or the Jaguars. Not as difficult an opponent. Enough. And so the Colts have to go 3-1 and one here. But I, I think that they're probably, with as good as they've played recently, they fo- force a lot of turnovers. That's the team I'm most worried about. So cheer for the, the Patriots this weekend. Cheer for the Chiefs. Cheer for the Raiders. I mean, that's kind of hard to hear those, right? Patriots, Chiefs, Raiders. Not normal for a Broncos fan to cheer for those teams. It's
0: hard to swallow.
1: But if it helps the Broncos, maybe just cheer against the Colts cheer against the Chargers, cheer yeah. against the Browns. Yeah. Maybe a tie could be nice.
0: But I think the Broncos should just uh, try to just take care of their own business. You don't have to worry about those other teams.
1: Yeah, I know, but the, the chances that you win all four, to me, are not hard. great. Hard. And hard so, to hard to go if you can get some help, I like I that. I'll say
0: this, though, if the Broncos won five consecutive games going into the playoffs,
1: woo! Yeah, and then what if they won wow. four more in a row after that?
0: That could be nice. That would be a run for the ages, if you were asking ask me. Uh, some people are complaining. They say they can't hear one of us. Put both your earphones in. John Jornad uh, says, too bad you can still hear Phil. <laughs> so, uh, John. So, uh, Swanson, let's cut off John here.
1: John, you sly dog.
0: Sometimes John's emails make it onto the show, too, and I'm like, what is going on here?
1: Yeah, we like John.
0: That is true. I like John. Yeah. Because I like edge. Exactly. You know, and I'm not afraid of criticism.
1: No, I am. You got a haircut today, didn't you? Oh, gosh. Here it comes. You got a haircut. I did. And you got
0: a quarter zip off. Yeah. What are you worrying about? There is no, (laughs) there's no criticism. Yeah. There's no criticism.
1: I will say, if you can't hear one of us, put both your headphones in. Richard
0: Ryan says, if I had to only hear one of these guys, I'd choose the one in the blue anyway.
1: Who is that? Richard Ryan. Richard
0: Ryan. That's one of your friends.
1: Can't even read Richard
0: this. Richard Ryan. Still Richard wrong
1: Ryan. shade of blue. I don't know Richard who a Richard Ryan. Ryan is. Thank you, Richard Ryan.
0: Uh, matabale Yeah, that's it's a-, a, a pick on Phil Knight? Question mark. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, more from Matabale, Okay, please. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, John, Jordan. I sure. I like the suggestion. Pick on Phil Knight. <laughs>
1: Poor Phil. Uh, Poor Richard, Phil. Ra-
0: uh, Richard Ryan. Also not a fan of Phillips' sweater, not Broncos' colors. Eric's more on board, although still wrong shade of blue. Actually, I would say your oh, we go. blue Here's an is actually. exactly the Chargers' blue. And you just identified them as one of the Broncos' biggest comp- competitors for the playoffs. Wow.
1: You think that all six years I've been here, it's been like I'm an inside, like I'm a, I'm a rat? You smell a rat? That's, yeah.
0: Yeah, leave your, uh, what does he make him put in the basket?
1: I think it's social security security number. number. Yeah,
0: that's what I want from you. This red, what is this? Washington football team red? The Broncos already took care of business against. Yeah, it's a nice burgundy. Uh, Yeah,
1: I like that. It's not Chiefs red.
0: Yeah, it's not Chiefs red. No. No. Okay, Richard Ryan. uh, We already answered that one. Brandon Walker. Brandon from Iowa. Brandon from Iowa. Thank you very much, Brandon. Uh, Hey fellas, can you do it in his voice? Hey fellas. (laughs) That's (laughs) what he always does. Good evening. What have you made of Javante Williams and how he's come on this year, Brandy, Brandon? We kick because we love.
1: Brandon didn't deserve that. We love. What was the question? The Something voice. about Javante Williams.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the way he's come on? And uh, he's good. Yeah. How has he come on this year? What have you made about you know just a rookie season? to hit them? Uh, let me let me ask you this: Do you think that Javante Williams is better than Najee Harris? Let's just let's just uh. let's just put it out there. Najee, tremendous season, too.
1: Hard to compare them because the Steelers are not very good around Najee Harris. Like, I think Javante's pretty well set up for success, but you look at what he's doing. He's really good at breaking tackles, not for a rookie. Just for, I think he has the most broken yeah, tackles It of doesn't any. matter, yeah. I mean, he's an, a really impressive Yacht. player. The catch he made was maybe more impressive than any of the, the runs because he bent down to grab it. He spins one d- way, well, kind of trips, then I think he spun the other way and gets in the yes. end zone. And, and I think he's starting to kind of like, maybe it's a, a learned skill. Oh, nice work Thanks. W- where nice word, he's kind of learned how to get in the end zone, like early in the game. Oh, you think Melvin's been teaching him? Like, maybe. Here, here's but, how you find that. But zone. he kind of, he got hit early in the game and he kind of squeezes through without putting the ball at risk. Yes. He's really nice. impressive. I do think having Melvin out there still helps him. Oh, yeah. Phil, it's interesting to me because last week Melvin talked about, hey, I'm, the fans hate me. That's what he essentially said. That is what they said. Essentially said. And now this week, all I'm reading is extend we Melvin. Him.
0: Well, did you see that he was playing catch pregame with some fans in I the saw stands? That Vaughn-esque. You got to do those types of things. Oh. And then uh, follow that up with a two-touchdown performance. That's what Boom. you do. That's what you Thinking do. About, I, that's what I try. And you
1: write your Twitter handle on the side of the football. Please follow. Please follow.
0: Yeah. That's what I try <laughs> to do. Phil
1: Malani with a PH.
0: Uh, it works on everybody except John Jornot <laughs> and Richard Ryan. Yeah. yeah haters haters are gonna hate though that's like, true you don't hate the player you hate the game that's a right. podcast game that's, that's right that's right i <laughs> like the podcast game you know i will say the interesting about uh about javante williams at this point in defensive meeting rooms from uh, from opposing teams they have got to be saying wrap this guy up you got a multiple gang guys tackle. to the ball yep. yeah oh, everybody going to the ball take his legs out eric it doesn't matter
1: No, it doesn't. It does not matter. There were several times where he's getting hit at the five-yard mark, and he's falling forward for five more yards. Or he's getting hit after two yards, and it's a nine-yard gain. And if you're a defense, imagine how difficult it is to prepare for Melvin and Javante because they are similar in some ways, but Melvin's a little quicker. He kind of shoots through those holes a little bit. Javante's going to run you over. When those guys are fresh and they're kind of cycling in for each other and you're a linebacker, man, you just got to kind of know you're in for a long day. Yes, and, you know, uh, Melvin hits those gaps quick. He's Eric, he's at the nine yard mark before you know it.
0: You know, it's one thing to watch these games on television. When you stand I don't next do I, to Melvin Gordon, you when watch. you're on the same level as him. Yeah. He looks different than the rest of the guys around. Just athletically, his presence, he just looks different than other NFL players. Yeah, he works out like maybe three or four times a day, maybe.
1: His presence or like his physique? He's got a presence that's
0: intimidating due to his physique. Got it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for clarifying.
0: Uh, Noel Capeda says, uh, Williams just reminds me of C.J. Anderson.
1: Noel C.J.'s a good back. Uh, I think that Javante... Bowling
0: ball-esque. I think both of them are hard to bring down. They kind of uh, have a low center of gravity.
1: I think I've seen Javante already run through more people than CJ. Prime.
0: CJ has some really big runs. CJ's uh, a really a run good against player. Against the Raiders, where he just broke a bunch of tackles and yeah. took off the end zone. Screen pass, Easy. right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was the run after the catch that was. Impressive. Sure.
1: Just trying to keep keep things honest.
0: It's a decent comparison. Randy and will DT go into the Broncos' Ring of Fame?
1: Once we'll, we'll come oh, back to that sorry. in a second. That's a big. One. The, I mean, Javante really got. A comparison from Vic Fangio earlier in the year to Edran James. James,
0: Hall of Famer. Yes, Hall of Famer.
1: Edran James pulled up in a car with gold leather seats that he had people autograph. It was the At coolest. The it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my Kate life. Kate
0: Manning walked over and, Hall of, and signed it right, right in front
1: of us. Yeah, like some people are like sign this jersey. Edge is like is sign, sign my, my car. car.
0: That's what you were trying to do. Was cool. yeah, I was. like, Wait, Give me like a marker. sign our rental, <laughs> and then he's like, "No, thank you." <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I got yeah. the insurance, it's I fine. I got the Sonata, sign it. And they're like, no.
1: Not a sponsor. Not,
0: well, I got the Ford F-150, please come over and sign it. And, and then Peyton was like, yes, for Ford, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Randy N, will DT go into the Broncos ring of fame?
1: Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I think the question is not if, but when. Um, and it has nothing to do with his tragic passing. He was a good enough player, obviously, that yes. he was going to get in at some point. He's... The right. second leading receiver in Broncos history just in most most Rod categories, Smith. he's got a lot of single season records for the Broncos. Um, the, the things he did—it's not just with Peyton Manning. Like, no, he was impressive when Tim Tebow was here. He was—he had a thousand yard season when Trevor Simeon was the quarterback. Yes, I mean, pretty easy when Trevor Simeon's is the quarterback to rack up just some yards. It. He could put it anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he was in first the team All State
0: as, in high school. You could put yeah. the ball. He anywhere. went to the
1: Cats. Yeah, if you if you play Q for the Cats. You get a nice you, pretty much, you pretty much know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but DT as a player was going in anyway. Um, a first ballot guy would have said after his five years were up. Yes. Now the Broncos have only ever waived that requirement for one guy. That's John Elway. He went in right after he retired. Yes. Phil, nothing has been announced. I would think that they would waive that for Jamarius Thomas. Do you not?
0: Breaking news here on the neutral zone. Let's go out to Eric Delala with more.
1: I don't know if I would expect it this season, necessarily, just because you want to do it right.
0: Not this season. No, there's only what. Well, the
1: Chiefs the Chiefs game is about a month from now. Two more home games. Yeah. Yeah. Playoffs. A home game. Win the division. Nice. Yeah. And I think the Chiefs game is probably a little too soon, even though it's a month out. It is. But I would think maybe sometime this offseason you announce, hey, we're going to have Demarius' family out here. If they're able to come, we're going to do this right. We're going to put him in the ring of fame. Phil, if there's anybody that you make an exception for, it's somebody like DT, yeah. who was a tremendous player, a tremendous guy, and, and passed away far too soon.
0: Uh, and uh, more than just ring of fame, it would be nice if uh, maybe there was another way to – honor his legacy here in denver you know of course uh uh you know so much made about his childhood you know uh, of uh, the drug impact on his family you know uh his mom and grandmother in prison uh at age 11 and uh dt making it out of that and uh, and also dt's connection with kids the way that he's able to um you know really just kids loved him i mean uh, I, I hope that maybe there's some way to honor that legacy moving forward.
1: Well, and we've already seen kind of the outpouring of support to the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Uh, Justin Simmons announced a $5,280 donation after the game. 5280 A bunch of teammates nice. matched that. Yeah. Um, also heard, Phil, that the Boys and Girls Club got a bunch of donations from individuals that were $88. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so he's people have... Really stepped up the plate in Demarius's honor. Yeah, it's been nice to see. But yeah, there has been nothing official about the Ring of Fame. But no, when I think about it, I think that I don't know how you can wait five years. Well, and people uh, are ready to celebrate Demarius Yes, soon.
0: When uh, when he was traded to the Houston Texans that week, Broncos president and CEO Joe Ellis said that DT is a Ring of Fame. Yes, I mean that is without a doubt. So. Uh, whether or not they waive that five years, we'll have to see about that. But I, I agree, Eric. I think that it could make a lot of sense. Uh, but I think regardless, uh, they want to do it the right way to honor his memory. Yes. So
1: And, you know, that that whether sucks. it's the end of this year, which I don't think is likely, whether it's next year, whether they do wait the, the five years, I think it's important for people to keep Demarius kind of at the front of their mind Yeah. regardless. You know, like part of, part of the, the difficult thing is that they did all these tributes, and Demaryius' birthday is coming up soon on Christmas Day. Yeah. The 10-year anniversary of the Steelers' catch is January 8th. Like yeah. Those are times when we can celebrate him, but you keep it going. then things kind of fade away, and you hope that that doesn't happen with such a tremendous guy. And and so that's yeah. why it would be nice, Phil, like you mentioned, to have some sort of other tribute. Maybe it's a reoccurring yeah. scholarship for well, somebody. A or a yeah, fund or something like that. that yeah, exactly. That kind of keeps his legacy alive.
0: Exactly. Maybe uh, you know what would be cool is like something to help kids who come from drug impacted homes. You know, something that is very specific to DT, but would really make a big impact. You know, yeah.
1: anything with kids, something I like think. That. Yeah,
0: something like kids. Would honor
1: would honor DT well. I think that would be nice.
0: Uh, regarding Phil's comments that Melvin works out four times a day, <laughs> how many times per day do you guys work out? Who's that from? Uh, this one comes from John Ross. That's one of okay. your friends? I don't
1: know, but it sounds like something one of my friends would the say. The
0: fact that I know that Melvin works out four times a day is not by accident. It's because I'm right next to him. Right. Can't you tell?
1: Yeah, he's he's like doing uh, curls and then some heavy back squats.
0: Heavy back squats. And he's
1: like, Phil, are you going to get off the elliptical or no?
0: The elliptical is nice. You can get, a, you can get your heart rate going yeah. on that thing.
1: I didn't sit. He was just like, yeah. Phil, you've been on that thing for hours. Yes. Save some yeah, for the rest of us. Yeah,
0: exactly. The machines are worn yeah. out. Four times a day, Eric. It's not It's yeah. not a joke. You know, Me and Melvin. Somehow he made it to the NFL, though. I don't really. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, Topher Dara. Topher Dara. Any ideas on how to get Sutton and Patrick more involved? Thank you. Because this is something that Eric and I have been debating all week long. Not all week. <coughs> uh, all day long. I'm sorry. All day long. Let's get it going here on the neutral zone at Breckenridge Brewery's Farmhouse. You know, Eric, part of a a, a loving home, we want to make this a farm home, you know, families, they get into it sometimes. Is that why you took your shoes off? (laughs) 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 We're about to tussle here. I I will say our discussion has been more about Corlin Sutton in particular, but... Uh, Eric, I do think that uh, the Broncos, they want to be able to run the ball. There's only so many snaps, and I understand that. And when you've got Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams playing the way they are, the O-line playing the way they are, you want to feature them. But in my mind, Corlin Sutton has got to have a bigger impact. One catch for nine yards yesterday.
1: Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about yesterday only, Phil—
0: Okay. Well, Let's start
1: with yesterday, and then we'll expand. Okay, Is that okay? Okay.
0: Okay. That's nice.
1: Yesterday, in the first half, the Broncos threw the ball seventeen times. I went back and watched all of those plays, as I do. I like to. With Pat Shermer, right? <laughs> just me. Just you. We we meet on Tuesdays. An untrained eye. An untrained eye. We meet on Tuesdays with Pat. Um, Cortland had the ball thrown to him three times. One of them does not count because there was a pass interference call on third and nine that was crucial to their opening touchdown drive. And then if you look at the plays, there's probably, of those 17 passing plays, about five or six where he even had a chance to get the ball, where they said, okay, well, Cortland could have been there. The rest of them are designed in a way where Cortland never even gets looked at. He's or it's, not a, it's a, a, quick a first pass. or a second yeah, option. Yeah, he's not, not the first or second option. And so, to me, that speaks to, okay, well, do you need to get him a little bit more involved from a play design standpoint? But also, Phil, if you get three targets at a 17 with all these other weapons that you have, to me, that's about right. I mean, the, there's this notion that everybody needs 10 targets, and Cortland Sutton is certainly talented enough to get 10 targets, as is Jerry Judy, as is Noah yes. Fan when he's playing well, as is Tim Patrick when he's playing well. But the, the fact of the matter is you're not going to do that, and it's, it's just not possible because of the number of plays. Okay. And so when you get to – if Cortland could get six to seven targets a game, that would be about enough. Now, the, the thing that changed in the second half is the Broncos go up 21 really early in the game yep. or in the second half. They don't need to throw the ball anymore. They just run it. I can understand that. On the last play of the game, or last offensive play of the game, they are trying to get Corlin Sutton a touchdown. I mean, he is the first option. He is getting held in the back of the end zone, and they throw it to Albert O. But they were attempting to get it to him there. So so that's the Lions games. When I just look at that, I'm not overly concerned. I know to you, it speaks more about the overall trend of the last few weeks.
0: Correct. I believe that uh, since the game against the Washington football team, including that game, six games there, He's got 10 catches.
1: 10 or 11 now? Uh,
0: I think that it's 10, okay. but maybe 10 or 11. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean... that.
0: I guess what I'm trying to say is yesterday against the Lions, they worked out the Broncos scored 38 points. You can't really complain about anything. You know what I mean? You're doing your best. I, I'm not trying to complain about anything. Um, but I will say at some point, a, a team is going to force the Broncos to say... You're going to have to use these guys, and we- and let's see you do it. Of course. And uh, I just want him to be ready in that situation, because if you ask me, Cortland Sutton is a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Uh, you might be wondering about the injury. Not the case, because he came back that Jacksonville game. He had a lot of catches for a lot of yards. He's fine. The Pittsburgh game, a lot of catches for a lot of yards. Uh, he's more than capable of doing it. Uh, I just want... At some point, we're going to have to see him have a big game down stretch
1: here. I I think, I agree, they're going to need him at some point, and I still have faith that he can do that. Yeah. Against the Kansas City Chiefs, they threw him the ball six times, two catches. Some of
0: those were not even possible for him to catch it.
1: Right. I'm not suggesting that he dropped four passes or anything like that, but a lot of those throws were deep down the field. They were just kind of targeted shots. They did the same thing with Tim Patrick. Yeah. You'd like to see a little bit more high percentage throws to Cortland, which is one catch of the game against the Lions was a high percentage throw. And if it's thrown yeah. out in front of him instead of behind him or kind of, you know, just even yeah. with him, he's maybe able to take that and run a little bit. For whatever reason, you see the Broncos kind of target guys that are in the slot, that are at that tight end position in the middle of the field. I don't know if that's a more comfortable throw, if it's a quicker throw. Um, but some of Cortland's routes can be longer developing. Yeah. They're down the field. And we saw them take some chances, but we call those fifty-fifty balls. And even at with Cortland, they might be 60-40 balls. And so, yeah. like against Jacksonville, for example, I think they had to go to them three times before you hit that big play. Yeah, like it, it takes some some get it going resilience. There, you got to stick to it. Um, but I, I do like what Vic Fangio said on Monday. He was like, earlier in the season, we threw it forty times and we didn't yeah. stick with the run, and people were mad about that. Yes, now we're running it really well. And, and the nine. receivers aren't getting as involved, and people are mad about that. Yeah. As long as they can score points and win games, I'm not too concerned about it because I know what Cortland's potential is if they have to go to him. And I know yes, even if it's just a situation okay. where, where you know, Cortland just draws the number one cornerback and, and Jerry Judy can eat or Tim Patrick can take advantage, like yeah, this would be a lot harder, I'm sure, on Cortland if there was no deal in place, and he's wondering – What's my future going to be? I think that probably makes it a little bit easier. And and one last thing, Phil. One thing I really respect is that a lot of receivers can be kind of divas. You know, if they're not getting the ball, they get mad. Corlin Sutton in the postgame locker room, you could tell how excited he was to get the win. He's a team guy. He was really good at run blocking. Yes. They liked the effort there. And so he has not let this get to him. And I, I think at some point, the Bengals, I think, don't have a great passing defense. This could be an opportunity.
0: Are you talking about Chidobe Awuzie like that?
1: Chidobe Ch- Awuzie. Yeah.
0: That's my CU buff. I know. Yeah. So, so let's take it easy. I,
1: I think it's at some point, Corlin Sun is too good for yeah. this to continue. Yeah. Well,
0: I, do you think that's more of them, like you mentioned, play design? Do they need to help get him the ball more?
1: Well, but I think part of it is that. But at the same time, like I said, if you have three plays, like the pass interference where they picked up the first down? Yes. That play was designed for Cortland Sutton. Yeah. His catch, it was designed for Cortland Sutton. Yeah. The throw down the field, designed for Cortland Sutton. All three of those plays, he looked like, from what I can tell watching the broadcast copy, he was the the, the number one option, or, or maybe the number two. When you have so many weapons, I just don't know if you're going to get more than like three or four of those chances in a half.
0: Yeah. And
1: you just got to take advantage of them. Uh, and over the, if, over the course of the game, when it's a close game... That's going to expand to yep. six to eight chances, and that's just what this offense is. It's yep. have, when Jerry Judy was not in, Corlin would have had to catch a ton of passes because yep. they didn't have that option. Now that Jerry Judy's back, they and have more guys they Jerry can go can to. Can do. When
0: yeah. Jerry catches the ball in space, watch out—he is dangerous. Yeah, I mean, when I see plays like that, I'm like, let's try and get more of that going. I just want yeah, more, like, more, more, more and more and more. Yeah, more. Like See, because
1: what's going to happen is Cortland Sutton's going to have an eight catch game for 100 yards, and people are going to be like, "Yeah, why didn't they? Why does Javante have 12 yards? Yeah, why didn't they throw? Jerry Judy had two catches. Why yeah. didn't they throw to him?
0: I believe Vic Fangio summed it up nicely when he said, "Just win.
1: Well, baby, but now yeah, I don't take off the baby. Oh, I exactly, don't like just that. Win. Yeah, no, I mean Jerry's, Jerry's dangerous. Right on. Jerry. Jerry's as dangerous as if you like, if you were to put." Ben Swanson in a botanic garden, and you said like you can replant anything you want here. You got some pots. Get take it. these home with you. He's dangerous in that situation.
0: Yeah, w- yeah, that There's is some sort of noise that came from situation. over there, especially with uh, all the lights up at the botanic garden. Right <laughs> yeah, now, you know, could you get electrocuted pretty yeah. easily with all those lights. A uh, uh, Swanson Magnetti. family
1: Christmas. Tom Magnetti. Uh, oh, you he. Rem- Tom, you remember? It's been a
0: while since Tom's tuned in live on a Monday night here.
1: You know, Tom. Tom's hanging out with the boys on Monday.
0: I wore this for his wife tonight.
1: <laughs> Tom, are you going to take that? <laughs> hey,
0: I know that he likes to put it on right in the living room. They're probably watching again. I'm saying hello. Out.
1: You're doing you something. You got a question or what?
0: <laughs> he goes, "Hello, fellas." I hope your you I, I
1: hope your wife's watching. <laughs> hello, gentlemen.
0: Uh, no, Tom Agnetti. Uh, hello, fellas. Uh, I didn't forget this week. Looking good. See, he said looking good. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. He was I talking to me. It. I think they have a 19 percent chance, according to the smart people. I say 100. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, Tom also says, would you guys agree that they need to take the playbook from the TD days? That's Charles Davis. Uh, thanks. TD. Well, you can from the touchdown days. That would be good too. <laughs> Uh, and do a lot That's of zone Manning running. Was here One run game is unmatched in terms of talent. Two back, two pack of backs. I'm not sure what Swanza was doing there, but <laughs> I think he made some sort of a mistake there. But uh, Tom Tom's wondering if they should try and uh, replicate what the Broncos did with TD. I
1: mean, what they're doing is working, especially on the ground. Correct. I trust Mike Punchak. Everybody's got a little bit different scheme. of a blocking scheme. We see
0: a lot of zone blocking scheme around the NFL now. Yeah. The Mike Shanahan system is uh, all across the NFL, but uh, the Lafleur, I would say that the, the
1: Shanahan—they've
0: done a nice job with yeah. uh, identifying talent in the draft, plugging them in, and letting them just do their thing. I mean, Quinn Miners—he likes snakes.
1: Yeah, I don't like snakes.
0: And he pushes down trees in his free time. It's true. So,
1: I heard he's got like a little a belly deal or something.
0: Yeah, he likes the he likes his belly.
1: Yeah. Quinn Miners might be playing better than anybody on the offensive line, <laughs> especially in the run game. That guy.
0: What about Bobby Massey? He Bobby put, Massey's, I, I like Bobby nice Massey. push in for a touchdown. Yeah,
1: Bobby Massey's been playing well, too. I would, I wouldn't assume that Bobby Massey can't be your guy next year, either. Really? Yeah.
0: But Bobby Massey's big. Because when I think He's about like the, when I think about the,
1: <laughs> okay, when I think about the draft, I think about three, like, major needs.
0: Oh, okay. You, yeah. You, you got to
1: evaluate the quarterback position, I think.
0: I think everything sort of starts this off season with the quarterback. The quarterback. What are they gonna do? And about? that's
1: not a knock on Teddy. It's no, just you gotta look at agent. you gotta look at your options. He's a free agent. Yeah. So quarterback, I think edge rusher. Yeah. Vaughn is left. Malik Reed is a restricted free agent. Bradley Chubb is coming back on his option year, but still does not have a sack this season. I think you hope Bradley's a part of your future, but you still need some young talent there.
0: What do you think about Jonathan Cooper, his his a uh, game face? It's pretty like how, intense. Like the little, he snarls a lot. Yeah, and he's got that uh, the paint eye black. On his face.
1: Eye black is what that's called. Eye black. Yeah,
0: it's not mascara.
1: I don't think so. No. And but then uh, it's very scary. Yeah. So edge rushers want to consider, okay, and then scary. right tackle is probably the third position I would consider. Defensive line, right tackle, defensive line. I think just you could said convince Bobby me. Massey. Well, but I think Bobby Massey's a free agent too, yeah. and he's in his thirties. Like he might not want to come back. I don't. Well, know. Well, he's
0: got a house in Colorado. Yeah,
1: maybe he's ready to go hunting. Fisher.
0: he's an outdoorsman.
1: Yeah, like outdoorsman. you. Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, I like to get out there and camp and hike. Yeah, of course, you don't. You need the comforts of modern civilization. <laughs> it's not true. You can insur- can you survive in the wild? Is sailing an outdoor activity? <laughs> I'm not talking about at the country club area. Goodness gracious! I think golf is outside, right? <laughs> Tom Magnetti, Phil's trying to score my woman. <laughs> That is not true, Tom. I was just trying to say hello. That's all. Very innocent. Yeah. <laughs> my Tom Magnani. My wife is asking for Phil's digits. <laughs> Tom, I'm sorry. This charm it just comes out. Yeah, of me. your face know. is I'm getting sorry. close to the color yeah. of your sweater. <laughs> Brandon from Iowa. He's a good looking guy, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Where's John Jornad? Yeah, John jornot <laughs> uh, has gone tuned silent. Off. Yeah. He's tuning it off. Uh, Mark Horning. Maybe the O line is starting to play a little bit better together. I'm thinking Miners as an upgrade.
1: Ooh, ooh. Just talk, Glasgow, taking a shot.
0: Live tweeting a game yesterday. Yeah,
1: which I appreciate. I Some good insight. I like yes. that. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that they've all been together for a few games now is important. You hope you can keep that uh, cohesiveness. Still got yeah. Natani Muti as a reserve, but yes, you are getting to the point in the year where
0: you want mesh. You want it to mesh.
1: Sure, not what I was going to say, but true. You are getting to the point in the year where you're testing your depth a little bit at a lot of positions. Oh, okay, and so the Broncos right now actually feel are, are pretty healthy, pretty healthy. But knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. you got to stay that way. That could help determine. And the uh, the COVID stuff, Phil, with how many? I think 37 Seven. players tested positive.
0: to a uh, friend of the show, Adam, Adam Schefter.
1: Schefter, 37 players tested positive on Monday. This is going to be something that could impact the rest of the year, where each week, like a team could just lose a major contributor, and so that's something to be wary of as well. You you think you're healthy from an injury standpoint, and then, boom, positive.
0: Uh, Brandon from Iowa, are you both covering the game uh, against Pittsburgh Pittsburgh years ago with the Tebow to DT? Uh, We were not working for the team. I was in
1: like kindergarten.
0: I was working uh, at a TV station in Eugene, but I obviously, like most with Eugene. Who's that? In Eugene. Oh,
1: got it. Oregon. Got in the it. The Northwest. Yeah. Pacific Northwest. Yeah. PDW.
0: P what? <laughs> I don't know what you said there. Well, I'm not sure about that, but I think, like most of Broncos country, P-N-W. Uh, The that moment etched into uh, uh, into your memory. You know, just you know exactly where you were when that happened. It was that where kind were of a you? sports moment. I was in my apartment. I was screaming. Uh, <laughs> I was jumping up and down, and so I was screaming.
1: Oh, so it's related to the game. Huh? It was related to the game. <laughs> yes. God.
0: I don't just scream. Well,
1: we, we work in the same office. I know that's not true. But it's usually about the Broncos. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. sometimes. Yeah. Uh,
0: Richard Ryan says, Eric's been there six years, question mark, exclamation point. Looks like he's still an intern. That's true. Wow.
1: Well, you did just graduate from high school. Yeah, I mean, one of those advanced you know, tracks where they... You
0: were born in 2011? Uh,
1: uh, no, because I was in elementary school. You were in elementary school. Then. Yeah, that's 2005, I think. Five.
0: Yeah, you think. Mark Horning, nice hair tonight, guys. Thank you very much. Mark. Mark,
1: Mark knows the way can, to our hearts. Yeah,
0: you can comment anytime you want to. No. Uh, I don't have a quarter zip on, though. Is that what he said? No, no, no. Oh, you. It. Yeah, I don't
1: have a quarter zip on.
0: <laughs> Cynthia May. Phil has Clark Kent hair and glasses. When I get in that phone booth, boom, I come out. Watch out. out. <laughs> Superman. Uh, John Jornot, but Clark Kent had bulging muscles under his sweater. Oh my God. There's John. I knew you were still watching. I appreciate it, John. I, I got to lay off the elliptical. I think that's the yeah. yeah. John Ross, any good Broncos Christmas gifts you guys would recommend? And will you two be getting each other Christmas gifts? I think you should exchange them on the pod next week. That could be nice.
1: It could be nice.
0: John Ross is in the holiday spirit.
1: Yeah. It is the season. John, like, is this Bengals wide so receiver? A former year? former Bengals wide receiver no. John Ross?
0: Yeah. No, I don't think so. But uh, I will say we usually do uh, a gift exchange in the department. Maybe we should do that on the air.
1: That so What's be nice. a good
0: Broncos uh, gift? What would you say? It's is a maybe good like gift? a nice
1: jersey. I think if you're given the gift of a jersey this year... Uh, Who pastor, would you choose? Passer Tan is a really you nice choice.
0: Sertan. I saw some Sertan the other day. Yeah. Yesterday. I
1: saw one. It said um, the number was 19, and then the nameplate said COVID. I don't like that. That's, that to me, oh. I, I almost thought the person is, like and I said, I almost said, why did you spend your money on that? Yeah. It's so so a lot weird. of, that's probably pretty expensive for like a a joke, you know?
0: Yeah, and a bat. That's sort of to You're, me not... Not uh, tasteful. A, a lot of people have died. Yeah. Uh, and by a lot, I mean a lot. And so... Thanks for clarifying. Probably not, not, a, not nice. I would say but maybe with jamonte I was, a Giamonte, a I was shocked. Williams I had to
1: look twice to be like...
0: It nice. A Tim Patrick jersey. You don't Ooh. see a lot of Tim Patrick, but I think yeah, show nice. him
1: some love. A Corlin Sutton. I think it could be nice to... If you don't have a Demarius do, Thomas jersey. You could go get a Demarius. Go get a Demarius jersey. Um,
0: uh, Steve Atwater. Yeah. I told him, uh, I told Steve yesterday, I said, I got to get my son a Steve Atwater jersey.
1: Yeah. And then he was like, oh, that's cool. And you're like, no, I got to get him a Steve Atwater jersey. I was like,
0: yeah, maybe he could sign. No. Yeah. I would never put. uh, Yeah. What else do you think besides a jersey? Uh, I don't know. The team store has a lot of cool little things. They do. They have some stocking stuffer type of things, you know, like keychain, and socks. Garden gnome. Uh, Yeah. I don't think I'd do that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You can get like a hat. You know, Teddy Bridgewater often wears like a cool, like, uh. Some of the hats are a nice. Beanie. Yeah.
1: I, saw, I like those. I those saw a, cool. um, like a, maybe a mini helmet. I saw one a that had the Color Rush logo on it that was kind of cool.
0: Oh, with the D, with the, the yeah. old school. Yeah, I like that. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. Put that on. I mean, you just Put moved into a new house
1: in Cherry Hills. Like, a gnome could be nice for that, right?
0: Uh, no, uh, Swanson by Mike Shanahan's house. Oh, you know got me? it. Sorry. I get confused. Yeah, I live in the pool. Swanson. House. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I'm in the pool. So it's not really. That's scene.
1: why you're so tan. Uh,
0: let's see. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, K- Kyla. her Kyla. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Kyla. Uh, I like Cooper. He's good. I like Jonathan Cooper, too. Yeah, Plays hard. I am Coop. <laughs> That's right. That's his nickname. I don't think he's a fan of it, though. I am Coop. But he does. You know what I like about him? A relentless motor. Ooh! You talk about a motor. Sounds like
1: something they'd say in like a, a draft meeting, talk. you know?
0: Yeah, this guy's got a motor. Yeah, I like that. like Jonathan you'd be sitting Cooper there listening to stopped. George
1: Payton and the scouts, and they'd say like, "This guy's a relentless motor." That's like something you'd That's hear it. there. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can also hear it like if I watch the tape. Oh, you know, I they the say tape. that on the tape. I watched that. I know uh, I watch it on the tape and in myself. Oh, and think, you s- got it. This guy's got motor You said you motor. hear
1: it, so I was confused.
0: You hear that he has that?
1: What do you Jonathan Cooper is one of those guys that you need as kind of like a depth player to have a good team that makes it to the playoffs, I think. You okay. need guys like that. Yes, that's true.
0: Uh, collection Connection. That's one of your friends. If it is, I don't get that's the joke. Ju- U- if, if it is, that's I don't get the joke. Just ignore football questions. We're here to talk about sweaters and gifts and haircuts, please.
1: <laughs> yeah. Please.
0: Thank you. Yes, I do I do enjoy those questions a lot. I. Uh, the Bronco, uh This is from James Childress. The Broncos are going to have two 1,000 yard rushers. Playoffs, baby. Woo. Are they close to that? Are they close? I'm not sure if they can. Fact quite check Ben get Swanson. Them. Yeah, Ben Swanson.
1: I know Javante Williams just bad. went over 1,000 all purpose yards. Yes. I would assume he still needs about 300 rushing yards. Yes. Because I think he was at like 640-something. Like yeah, Melvin was just That's at 605. Something and how many similar. did he have this game? I think
0: they could get to 1,000 each. It's possible. They'd have to run the ball similar to
1: yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it would have to be a similar approach the rest of the year. Yeah.
0: Eric, we were talking before the game yesterday. We said uh, something 88. Like, could the Broncos do something 88? And we were like, do you think they'll score 88 points the rest of the season? Shh. <laughs> Yesterday, you, you said that. Yes, I, I think you said that. It. And no, I was like, didn't. wow, gosh, Eric, just take it easy. You Yesterday, they scored 38, so they only need 50 in the last four games.
1: Well, the final drive of the game was 88 yards. 88 yards. yards. Nice 70. of Justin Simmons to go out at the 12 yard line.
0: Yeah, specifically. Smart of him. Nice. After his diving.
1: That was yeah, a heck of an interception, smart. huh?
0: Uh, Javante has 743 rushing yards, Melvin has 716.
1: Did John Jordan tell us that?
0: No, I just I I remembered it. No, Ben Swanson sent it to him.
1: Seven forty-three for Javante, yeah. seven thirteen for Melvin, seven sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So about they need about a little less than five hundred combined yards, a little more than five hundred combined yards.
0: Okay, thank that, you. Math, math well, was not. did they teach that in Northwest? I'm trying to figure out if it's possible over four part of games. That's not curriculum, huh? So they got to run. That wasn't on your SAT. They got to run
1: it? for more than a hundred yard, hundred twenty-five yards a game between the two of them.
0: Something like that. If they could they each could get like 60. It. They could
1: do It's possible, I guess.
0: Yeah, they could do it. If they really were committed to so it. So what,
1: 60 times 4, 240? Two, would that get either one of them there?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Well, you have the number in front well, of you. Well, he deleted it. Oh.
0: But they each have more than 700 yards
1: Yeah. rushing. And there's four games to go. Yeah.
0: Okay, so if they
1: got. They need about 60 to 70 yards each per yards. game. Yeah, maybe uh, it's as possible. As our friend
0: Tom says, yes, they need to average like 70 yards per game. Thanks, Tom.
1: Thank you. Should have you host the show.
0: Uh, John Ross, Phil should host a holiday
1: party at his new pool
0: house. I
1: should. Isn't it Swanson's We'd pool house? Outside. That you you just tend to it.
0: it. I live in the pool house. So it's your it's Swanson's pool. Swanson's
1: pool. Right, that's what. Yeah. But he it's owns pool. the pool house. Like, he could make you leave anytime he wants.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's not very nice. Though. No, it wouldn't be nice. Especially this time of year. Yeah, it's cold Goodness out there. Goodness
1: gracious.
0: Uh, let's see here. The, uh, the pool's Man's heated, child, we I... love you, DT. That's what says. Yeah. That was nice. We do. That was nice. Richard Ryan, do any fans actually come and watch you guys in person there? Seems pretty quiet. Could you guys bring a player with you there next week? Would Richard Ryan come out if we brought a player with us? Yeah, Richard. Could be interesting. I don't know. I
1: think some of the COVID protocols, Phil might prevent a player from joining us this year.
0: Uh, Tom Agnetti, though, has come out.
1: Tom Agnetti's been here. And a couple um, other families <laughs> Have come out. Tom Agnetti uh, falls in that category, right?
0: Yeah, Tom yeah. Agnetti. Yes, That's, you already said that. NZ
1: Nation likes to show up. Um, uh, Christopher Lovejoy, I believe, yes. was here. A fellow CU buff. George Stoya was here. George Stoya was here. Friend of the program. Uh, I was say... Peyton uh, Manning's here every show uh, after the... After we stop recording, we grab a beer.
0: Yeah. Well, he's on TV here. Right. As he's st- recording from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I will say, it is a nice atmosphere here. If you come out and get a beverage, it's very nice. Yeah. And it's a relaxed atmosphere. We did have the option of uh, being tapped into the PA system here. Then it would be a little like a trivia night.
1: Yeah, we don't like so we- trivia.
0: It's kind of annoying, I think, if we, if I was just yelling all the time.
1: can confirm.
0: People would not like that. Uh, John Ross what address should we use to send you guys gifts no John that would be easy John maybe uh, the facility address but no I'm just kidding yeah Uh, uh, we don't need to do that but it is 7 o'clock Eric
1: oh that's when we're supposed to end time to sign off this one's gone by fast
0: this was an excellent episode thank you Uh, we had a lot of uh, good conversation going with NZ Nation we did a lot of back and forth. That's what this show's about, Eric. I loved it. Broadcasting live here at Breckenridge Brewery's Farmhouse.
1: Trying to make it a farm home.
0: We are in Littleton off of Santa Fe and
1: Brewery, Brewery Lane. Lane.
0: We're here every Monday from 6 to 7.
1: 6 to 7.
0: P.M. Mountain Time. Right on the dot. Yep, I think it's exactly. still 7 o'clock.
1: Yep, it is. Ben
0: Swanson, I'm wrapping it up. Just take it easy. <laughs> Relax, okay, Ben. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday this week. A lot more breakdowns. Perfect. This big game against the Bagels coming up, until then them for Eric Dalala, and uh, Ben Swanson, and Roya Burton, who's at home, making sure <laughs> we get it on. We get on. I am Phil Monty. You've been listening to the,
1: the Neutral Zone. Zone.